Welcome to Mundane Magic. I'm Nicole Heady, your host and no-nonsense lover of all things true. Welcome to episode 15 of Mundane Magic. Always so wonderful to have you here. And today I'm excited to dive down on the topic of duality. What that is, what it looks like for us being a wholesome human being, what it can mean for us, and what it can do for us when we become aware of this concept and choose to fully accept and embrace it. All right. Hello. I want you to start this podcast by just taking a moment to reflect and think for yourself about yourself. How do you view yourself? If you were to think about you with your name, what five labels would come to mind right now that you would attach to yourself that you feel is you and that you feel is an ideal way to describe yourself? So oftentimes what we do is we label ourselves. This is normal. It's a part of life. We like to use words and put things into boxes and make sense of things. But what we choose to do is we choose to <clears throat> choose only a few things that either are predominant about us or the things that we like the most about ourselves or the things that we've got the most attention from throughout our lives about ourselves or the things that other people have told us about ourselves much of our lives. So this becomes this format of how we see ourselves and these labels that we attach to ourselves. And that's fine. That's good and well. But what we must become aware of is the dual nature of the human being, the multifaceted nature, not just the dual. Yes, it is dual, but it's so multi, multi-dual. It's multifaceted, this nature that we have. We are all things and everything. We are happy just as much as we are sad. We are patient as much as we're impatient. We are depressed as much as we are optimistic and ecstatic and elated. We are angry as much as we are peaceful. Each of us in different quotients at different times to different extents, but we are these full gracious human beings and often too often we don't see the duality in who we are, and we tend to focus solely on certain aspects of ourselves. And then the other aspects that do happen less frequently, or the ones that we don't like or have been told are the bad sides of us, we tend to not be honest about with ourselves even, let alone with others. And we tend to repress them and bury them. And then when they come out, we feel like we're being a fraud. And we feel like we have to hide it, because we aren't proud of it, and we haven't fully accepted this part of ourselves. You can call it your dark parts or whatever you want to, but we haven't fully accepted those parts of ourselves and we're constantly trying to push them down and repress them and just focus mostly on the main aspects that we like to focus on ourselves. But we can't do that because we're wholesome, we're dual, and the parts of us that are maybe lesser or the parts of us that are dark or harder to accept there's still parts of us and it's time to invite them into the union of who we are. It's time to accept them and to see their beauty and to honor them and to really see the role that those parts of ourselves play in the fullness of who we are. If we look a little closer at this, we can see how it kind of ties hand in hand with this whole concept of how we have been subconsciously taught to only share the good 
the good parts of ourselves and only share the good things and the wins and the gains, but to be a little more hesitant and ashamed to share the losses and the sadness and the dark, the dark stuff. It's in line with that, but once we accept our duality and understand that we're a wholesome being, it causes so much peace and harmony within ourselves. And what it does is it allows us to be even more fully our real selves. Because if we have nothing to hide, then what do we have to hide? Why would we be afraid to show a side of ourselves that maybe we say we don't like or what have you, if we understand that it's just part and parcel of, of the beauty of who we are? So my experience, I'll share two different examples one, the first one, you know, when I was in high school, I remember at some point, who knows, I used to be this rebellious eighth grader in detention every week and just little, I mean, innocent, but you know how it is in school. Mischief maker in the classroom, funny class clown, just always talking and throwing love notes to my friends around and getting in trouble by the teachers. But then somewhere along the line in 10th grade, I just apparently had this twist and I became the teacher's pet and the teacher happened to be my principal and my English teacher and I just kind of I got into a serious relationship I wasn't Miss Party Girl anymore I was Miss Responsible, Miss Wise, Miss Counselor of all my friends which is an aspect of myself that I am anyway always but just really came out then and I just became Mrs. Goody Two-Shoes and I felt that people were seeing me that way and uh, the teachers you know friends and so I I just attached that to myself and then I was afraid to show the parts of myself that weren't Miss Goody Two-Shoes and I would lie about stuff uh, not big lies white lies and it was very subconscious oftentimes but I so attached this label I was like oh I like being seen as the good wise friend here I like being seen as Mrs. Innocent Mrs. you know smart Mrs. what have you has her stuff together especially after having been seen as Mrs. Rebel which I also didn't care about and it doesn't matter I loved it but you know I, I got attached to that and then the things that like I had a serious boyfriend and then at the same time I got involved in the church which I'll elaborate more on too and I you know in the church they teach you not to sleep with your partner until marriage and all the stuff I'm not going to go into the doctrine or where or why or my opinion but clearly I don't agree with it and um, I did at the time and I you know was I was in a serious two-year relationship yes I was doing the deed with my boyfriend and I remember being so uh, careful to hide that fact and being embarrassed about it and not telling anybody even my friends and I think I lied to everybody who ever asked me if we were sleeping together until this day (laughs) now that I'm married with a kid clearly I can't lie about that one (laughs) as I gives it away but anyway, so, you know, just that small thing and then other, other, other sides, I just wouldn't show. I, I would just so attach to this label of I'm this goody two-shoes, I am Mrs. Prim and Proper, I am Mrs. Abstain from sex until marriage because I'm now part of the church and I really hid away certain parts of myself which was not like me and uh, thankfully that, that changed. But also being in the church on this note, I remember just being so dogmatically 
you know, non-judgmental and Mrs. Christian, you know, who reads the Bible every night and who sings my worship songs and holds home groups and goes to church five times a week and, you know, is always at a prayer meeting and uh, just was so attached to this label. And yet again, I was lying about so many parts of myself that weren't even bad. There was nothing wrong with them. They were beautiful. They just weren't, they just weren't dogmatically, indoctrinatedly Christian. They were just beautifully, beautifully, instinctively human. And that is so beautiful. But we're taught to hide these parts of ourselves. And it definitely was taught to hide those parts of ourselves, maybe not with actual words, but in the clearest sense of reading between the lines. That's what we're taught. And I remember hiding so much of what I was thinking or doing even behind my back, whether it was drinking or whether it was, you know, the fact that I lived together with my boyfriend at that time. They were like, oh my goodness, you can't live together with somebody, even though we actually I must have been very indoctrinated because we were not even sleeping together in that relationship. We completely abstained. But we did everything else except, you know, uh, the deeds. So just anyway, it, it made it so messy and it made, it made me really compartmentalize parts of myself and feel like I had to be so careful when I was at church to mention certain things and put on this facade. And then when I wasn't in church to be so careful about other certain things, and it's just a mess. And that's just my little example. That's on a bigger note. We do tend to do this on smaller notes as well with parts of ourselves and personality uh, characteristics, but it usually comes from somewhere. We, it's culture, it's society, it's the church, it's your whatever it may be, your you know cult group you're a part of. It comes from somewhere that we tend to pick up these beliefs, and um, <clears throat> you know we will choose the good, and we would do whatever it takes to fit in. And this is the key, you know, we just want to fit in with our group, our church, our society. We want to be accepted, and we've learned subconsciously and been trained that the way to acceptance is by doing what everybody else approves of. And this is very misinformed, because how can we, how are we even truly accepted if the parts that we're offering of ourselves aren't even the fullness of who we are? Is that true acceptance? No, it's not. We can only be truly accepted when we comfortably and honestly and vulnerably offer up every single aspect with, without shame of who we are. And then we will be fully accepted. And then those that fully accept us are the ones we want to fully accept us. So this is just very timely. And this is so beautiful and magic to understand that you are dual. We are dual. When it comes to personality, it's another one in my life. I recently, the last couple of years, had this had this uh, awareness and had this kind of realization that I, you know, example, my friends would always say to me and people would always say to me, because I am, I'm a very optimistic by nature, you know, rose-eyed glasses, sunny, hopeful, encouraging human being. And that is my demeanor for the most part. But of course, I still get sad days and down days and I get angry and I get frustrated and I get lonely and I feel sad and I cry. Of course I do because I'm human. But I get so attached to people knowing happy Nicole, optimistic Nicole. And then I didn't choose to hide it at all. It was never a choice I made to hide the fact that I am not always Miss Peaceful Nicole. But, you know, friends would say to me, many friends would always say to me, Nicole, yeah, how how is it like for you to be in your relationship or your or your marriage? Your husband must be so lucky because you're so happy and peaceful, and I can't even ever imagine you raising your voice. I can't even ever imagine you getting angry. 
And then I would go, huh, interesting, because I definitely do get very angry. I get very angry at my husband, and I raise my voice sometimes, and I don't like it, and I say nasty things that aren't usually a part of my vocabulary. And and I think, wow. And then I would say to them, no, 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 I really can get angry. But then I kind of felt, but wait, they haven't seen that part of me and I not can't necessarily show them unless they witness in my marriage the times that I am angry. But why would they? Because I wouldn't be doing that around people, I guess. It's in the privacy of my marriage. But just little things like that and within myself, not for anybody else, I would start to feel... <clears throat> I would start to feel a little bit divided, a little bit disconnected, a little bit sliced up into pieces that weren't really fitting together as a whole And until I forced them to and made sense of it all and put together my perfect round pizza of me, I guess. And so I really sat down and, and put into words and understanding the fact that, yes, I am peaceful, optimistic, calm, gentle Nicole, but I am also angry, frustrated Nicole that says horrible things and uses a, a voice that, that is very loud and that I'm not proud of, but who cares? It's who I am. It's, it's a human emotion, right? See what I just said there? Not proud of. Hmm. Interesting. But not proud of meaning, meaning, sure, we can do things that we aren't proud of while still accepting them. That's the key. We can still accept them. And understand this is the fullness of who we are. Even if we don't love something, we can still accept it. And the acceptance is where the magic happens. To go, okay, I do this sometimes, but I accept that as a part of myself. I'm not going to reject that. I'm not going to push that down or deny it or lie about it or hide it. I accept that. And then from that place, we can choose to work on it or let it be a part of ourselves or whatever we want to. That's our own journey. But the point is this. The point is acknowledging that we are multifaceted, we are dual, we are something and we are not it. We are something and we are the opposite of it. And that is beautiful. We are, you know, many people attach to if they're given a medical diagnosis of depressed or bipolar, you know, that I am depressed or I am bipolar. Yeah, sometimes they might be a little bit mentally erratic and, but also, at the same token, they are mentally stable and they do have many, many moments of clarity and and it's fully beautiful in who they are. Or we'd go, I am depressed, but that would start overriding the fact that, no, we're also, you're also happy sometimes and you're also emotionally even killed, even though you have a tendency to gravitate toward depression. You are a whole, full being. And of course, with medical conditions, it's a little bit more intricate. It's why I just touch on it lightly. But we are. We are not a label. We are not labels. We must be careful of labels. For labels will limit us unless we choose to accept every single label out there, which is going to be hard work. It's fine though, but my whole point is we're not labels. We're multifaceted dual beings and we are everything. We're everything. We're all different. We're all unique, but we're all everything. We all have aspects of being a human being. We all feel a certain way and we all have a tendency to attach to it, but the wisdom comes in when we detach from something that is holding us back from the trueness of who we are and that is holding us back from the depth of of the real multifaceted human beings that that exist within us that that is that, that you know we're it's the fiber of our being so the magic happens when we 
start going down this road of accepting and exploring all the different parts of ourselves and understanding that we are multifaceted and accepting our dual natures and combining them perfectly without judgment to decide to become more curious about the sides of ourselves that we judge or that we don't like to show up in those moments let them become our teachers so when we are in an angry state that we aren't usually or that we don't like to share with the world or when we are acting a way that we don't like but it is a part of ourselves so why resist it take it as an opportunity to understand what what it's saying to you to understand where it's coming from and to give it its rightful place at the seat of the table of your soul and understand the role that this particular emotion or side of yourself has to play. And there's always a beautiful answer on the other end of of this question. And the goal is never to eradicate the, the things that are a part of us. The goal is to understand that to label good or bad or negative and positive is what can be damaging because each emotion is just an emotion. It's speaking to us and we have so much to learn from it. And once we attach the label of bad or negative, that's where all the association comes along with that. And that's where we start hiding it or feeling like it's not supposed to be shown or becoming embarrassed about it or trying to repress it. It just doesn't work. And learning to accept and understand and integrate these with all of who we are is what transforms us. You as a human being go through cycles like everything in nature, which is what I always mention. Just like the moon, which is a full moon on certain nights, which is a sliver of a slice of a smile of a moon on other nights, which is half of a moon on different nights, It's the same moon. It's the moon in its cyclical nature. It's the moon in all different versions of itself going through its cycles, changing its shape and appearance as its cycle continues. And that's how we are as human beings. We're cyclical. We, as women, we're cyclical, especially through our demeanor and hormonal nature and our emotional nature throughout different months and days. As men, we are too. I'm not a man, we're not, but men, you are too. Men are also cyclical. Men operate off of a different cyclical system as women, but they're equally as cyclical. And we all go through phases and changes as years go by, as days go by, and as hours and minutes go by, as life situations change, as we evolve and grow and mature and learn and and just adapt to what life is constantly bringing our way or what we're choosing to walk into. We're cyclical and everything that we are is always a whole. There are no parts of us that shouldn't be a part of us at any particular moment in time. Everything that is a part of us and at any given moment in time is there to teach us or to shine a light or it has a role to play or to just be there to help us understand the dual nature or to experience the one side of something because we have to have an opposite in order to experience what the other side is like. How do we know what it means to be peaceful if we haven't experienced turmoil How do we really know what it means to feel completely content if we haven't experienced being discontent and unhappy and frustrated and lost and confused? It's all the beautiful cyclical 
nature of life and coming to terms with this and accepting it and understanding it and delving deeper into it creates such a magnetic shift and such a beautiful, wholesome acceptance for the fullness of what a human being is and what we as human beings are. It helps us become more ourselves, which in turn would lead us to giving our whole of ourselves to other people. And it also helps us see people as a wholesome being without judging certain aspects of theirs. Because what we tend to do is judge the dominant aspects. But remember that even the dominant aspects, dominant aspects, don't make up the fullness of a human being. There's always more. So when we learn to see ourselves wholesomely and understand the dual nature of the human being, we're able to see other people wholesomely without judgment, without labels, and understand that there's something going on. There's a bigger picture. There's a reason for everything, and everything is cyclical. So how can we label or judge in a certain moment in time if something is exactly how it should be right now, that that it may move on to its next journey of evolution, its next phase or stage of, of evolving? It's so beautiful. All right, I hope you gained some beautiful, magical insight yet again, and I hope that this concept of accepting your dual nature and understanding the multi-beautifully faceted components of the human being brings you a lot of peace. I hope that you are able to look within yourself at all of the parts that maybe you haven't given enough attention. Hopefully you will integrate and welcome back the parts of yourself that maybe haven't been welcome for a while and just understand that they all have a beautiful role to play and they have something wonderful to teach you and everything is just exactly how it needs to be in any exact given moment of time. So thank you so much for listening in. I love you all dearly and I love having you around my virtual campfire. If you love this, please do leave a wonderful review for me on whichever platform you're listening on, a five-star review that is. And uh, also give me a follow on Instagram at Mundane Magic. That's two I's, M-A-G-I-I-C, for some wonderful, helpful uh, tips and inspirations as well. Have a gorgeous day. See ya.